0: It's silly, auntie, sissy, I'm your favorite auntie. I got lollipops and ice cream cones for you. I'm your hero, I'm your best friend and your silver lining. I'm the one that you'll come to. I'm your auntie, I'm your favorite, I'm everybody's favorite auntie. And I got your back. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. We got Dino here, and we got a story to tell, don't we Dino? Well first off, yes we deal with selling auntie sissy, Well, first off I gotta tell you, I want to thank Egypt and Canada for listening all the time, with Canada and e- Egypt, well Egypt is in a land far, far away. It's many plane rides away from America, from the United States, from where you live, Dino. And you could go there someday. It's a very beautiful place to live. And Canada is our next door neighbors, just like your friends who live next door. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you can go there too, Dino. Oh, yay, Dino's gonna travel a lot of places, right? And we can travel in our imaginations. That's what imagination is. If you close your eyes, you can imagine that you're in Canada. Or you can imagine that you're next door with your neighbors. Or you can imagine you're e- in Egypt. They have pyramids and they have cities. And they're very nice people. And thank you for listening to us. We just want to thank you. Thank you. That's right. Everybody who's listening, we give you a shout-out. And we're going to finish reading another chapter of S- Secret Garden. Yay! That's right, there. Yay, indeed. And we're having a beautiful day. I hope you are, too. Everyone listening, have a beautiful time. Stay safe and strong. And... So first off, before we read, I'm going to say, I hope everybody, there's a musical on TV, on Apple TV, if you can get it, it's on Broadway, it's a play, it's about 9-11, and it's a great little thing, It's it's called Come From Away. If you like theater, you can look that up and find out. Um, they made it into a musical. That's what happened on that day. And I think everyone will like it. It's very family friendly. And that's what we need right now. Things to bring us together. It's about everyone coming together. And that's why I do this podcast, too, because I want everyone to come together. So, which is great. We all need to come together and make a world a better place. So, on that note, that's true. Dino says that's true. Thank you, Dino. Now, let's get ready to hear another chapter of the secret garden. Where were we in secret garden? So she just heard some sounds and she was like, there was somebody. Now the key of the garden. Two days after this, when Mary opened her eyes, she sat upright in bed immediately and called to Martha. Look at the moor, look at the moor. The rainstorm had ended, and the gray mist and the clouds had swept away in the night by the wind. The wind itself had ceased, and the brilliant deep blue sky arched high over the moorhead. Never, never had Mary dreamed of a sky so blue. In India, skies were hot and blazing. This was of a deep, cold blue which almost seemed to sparkle like the waters of some lovely bottomless lake. And here and there... High in the arch blueness floated small clouds of snow-white fleece. The far-reaching world of the moor itself looks softly blue instead of glummy purple, black, or awful dreary gray. Aye, said Martha with a cheerful grin, thy storm's over for a bit. It does look like this at the time of the year. "'It goes off in a night like it was pretendin' it never been there and never meant to come again. "'That's because thy springtime's on its way. "'It's a long way off yet, but it's comin'. "'I thought perhaps it always rained or looked dark in England,' Mary said. Eh no,' said Martha, sittin' on her heels among her black lead brushes. "'Now aren't thou sort?' "'What does that mean?' said Mary, seriously. "'In India the natives spoke different dialects, which only a few people understood.' So she was not surprised when Martha used words she did not know. Martha laughed as she had done the first morning. There now, I've talked broad Yorkshire again, like Mrs. Murdoch said I mustn't. Now, aren't that sort means nothing of the sort, slowly and carefully. But it does take so long to say it. Yorkshire's the the sunniest place on earth when it is sunny. I told thee that would like her more after a bit. Just wait, you see, until that gold-colored coarse blossoms and... "'Thou blossoms, O oh, thy broom, and the heather flower, "'and all purple bla- bells, and hundreds of butterflies fluttering, "'and bees humming, and skylarks soaring up and singin' "'You'll want to get out on it as sunrise, "'and live out on all day like Dickon does.' "'Could I ever get there?' said Mary wistfully, "'looking through her window at the far-off blue. "'It was so new and big and wonderful, and such a heavenly color. "'I don't know,' said answered Martha.' That's never used thy, thy legs since thou was born, and it seems to me thou couldn't a walk five miles, five miles to our cottage. I should like to see her cottage. Martha stared at her a moment curiously before she took up her polishing brush and began to rub the gate, grate again. She was thinking that the small plain face did not look quite as sour at that moment as done the first morning she saw it. It looked a trifle like little Susan Ann's when she wanted something very much. I'll ask my mother about it. She's one of them that nearly always sees a way to do things. It's my day out today, and I'm going home. Eh? I'm glad Mrs. Medlock thinks a lot of mother. Perhaps she'll talk to her. I like your mother, said Mary. I should think thou did, agreed Martha, polishing away. I've never seen her, said Mary. No, thou hasn't, replied Martha. She sat on her heels again and rubbed the end of her nose with the back of her hand, as if puzzled for a moment. But she ended quite positively. Well, she's that sensible and hard working and good natured and clean that no one could help liking her, whether they'd seen her or not. When I'm going home to her on my day out, I just jump for joy when I see, when I'm crossing thy moor. I like Dickon, and I've never seen him. Added Mary. Well, said Martha stoutly, I've told thee that very birds like him and the rabbits and wild sheep and ponies and the foxes themselves. I wonder, staring at reflectively, what Dickon would think of thee. He wouldn't like me, said Martha Mary in a stiff, cold little way. No one does. Martha looked reflective again. How dost thou like thyself? she inquired, really quiet, as if she were curious to know. Mary hesitated a moment and thought it over. Not at all, really, she answered, but I never thought of that before. Martha grinned a little as if it's some homely recollection. Mother said that to me once, she said. She was at her wash tub, and I was in a bad manner and talking ill of folk, and she turns around on me and says, That young vixen thou, there stands saying that doesn't like this one and doesn't like that one, how does thy like itself? It made me laugh, at, and it brought me to my senses in a minute. She went away in high spirits as soon as she had given Mary her breakfast. She was going to walk five miles across the moor to the cottage, and she was going to help her mother with the washing and do the week's baking and enjoy herself thoroughly. Mary felt lonelier than ever when she knew she was no longer in the house. She went out to the garden as quickly as possible, and the first thing she did was run around and around the fountain flower garden ten times. She, can you imagine? She counted the times carefully, and when she had finished, she felt in better spirits. The sunshine, sunshine, made the world, the whole place look differently. The high, deep blue, scarched. The high, deep blue sky arched over Misselthwaite Manor as well as over the moor. She kept lifting her face and looking up into it, trying to imagine what it would be like to lie down on one of the little snow white clouds and float about. She went into the first kitchen garden and found Ben Weatherstaff working there with two other gardeners. The change in the weather seemed to have done him good. He spoke to her on his own accord. Springtime's coming, he said. Can't thou smell it? Mary sniffed and thought she could. "'I smell something nice and fresh and damp,' she said. That, "'That's thou good rich earth,' he answered, digging away. "'It's in a good humor, making ready to grow things. "'It's glad when planting time comes. "'It's dawn in the winter when it's got nothing to do. "'In the flower gardens out there, "'things will be stirring down below in thou dark. "'The sun's warm em, them, "'and you'll see bits of green spikes "'sticking out the black earth after a bit. "'Whoa!' what will they be asked mary crocuses and snowdrops and dandy down dillies and daffy down dillies has them never seen them before no everything is hot and wet and green after the rains in india said mary and i think things grow up in the night oh these won't grow up in the night said weatherstaff they'll have to wait for em. They'll poke up a bit higher here and there and push out a spike more there and uncurl leaf this and that and you'll watch them. I'm going to, said Mary. Very soon she heard the soft rustling fo- flight of wings again and she knew at once that the robin had come again. He was very pert and lively and ho- hopped about so close to her feet and put his head on one side and looked at her so slyly that she asked Ben Weatherstaff a question. "'Do you think he remembers me?' she said. "'Remembers thee? "'He knows every cabbage stump in thy gardens, let alone the people. "'He's never seen the little wench here before, "'and he's been bent on finding all about thee. "'That's no need to try to hide anything from him. "'Are things staring down below in the dark "'in that little garden where he lives?' Mary inquired. "'What garden?' grunted Weatherstaff, becoming surly again." The one where the robin lives. The old rose trees are. She could not help asking because she wanted so much to know. Are all the flowers dead or do some of them come again in the summer? Are there ever any roses? Ask him, said Ben Weatherstaff, hunching his shoulders towards the robin. He's the only one who knows. No one else had been inside for ten years. Ten years was a long time, Mary thought. She had been born ten years ago. She walked away slowly thinking. She had begun to like the garden just as she had begun to like the robin. And Dickon and Martha's mother, she was beginning to like Martha too. That seemed a good many people to like when you're not used to liking. She thought of the robin as one of the people. She went to a walk outside the long ivory colored wall over which she could see the treetops and the second time. She walked up and down the most interesting and exciting thing happened to her and it was all through Ben Weatherstaff's robin. She heard a chirp and a twitter and when she looked at the bare flower bed at her left side, there he was hopping about and pretending to peck things out of the earth to persuade her that he had not followed her after all. But she knew he had followed her and the surprise so filled her with delight that she almost trembled a little. You do remember me, she cried. You do, you do. Oh, you're so much prettier than anything else in the world. She chirped and talked and coaxed and he hopped and flirted his tail and twittered. It was as if he was talking. His red waistcoat was like satin and he puffed his tiny little breast out and was so fine and so grand and so pretty that it was really as if he were showing her how important like a human person a robin could be. Mistress Mary forgot that she had ever been contrary in her life when he allowed her to draw closer and closer to him and bend down and talk and try to make something like robin sounds. Oh, to think that he should actually let her come as close to him as that. He knew nothing in the world would make her put out her hand toward him, or startle him in the least, teeniest way. He knew it because he was a real person, only nicer than any other person in the world. She was so happy that she scarcely dared to breathe. <gasps> yay! Oh, she didn't say yay. She just, the flower bed. The flower bed. Now the flower bed was so beautiful and it was not quite bare. It was bare of flowers because the piano plants had been cut down for their winter rest, but there were tall shrubs and low ones which grew together at the back of the bed, and as the robin hopped up under them, she saw him hop over a small pile of freshly turned-up earth. He stomped stomped on it to look for a worm. The earth had turned up because a dog had been trying to dig up a mole, and he had scratched quite a deep hole. Mary looked at it, not really knowing why the hole was there, and as she looked, she saw something almost buried in the newly turned soil. It was something like a ring of rusty iron or brass, and when the robin flew up into a tree nearby, she put out her hand and picked up the ring up. It was more than a ring, however, it was an old key which looked as if it had been buried a long time. Mistress Mary stood up and looked at it with an almost frightened face as as it hung from her finger. Perhaps it had been buried for ten years, she said in a whisper. (gasps) Perhaps it's the key to the garden. What do you guys think? Do you think it's the key to the garden? Well, we'll find out in the next chapter. Chapter, The Robin Who Showed the Way. Well, guys, this has been a fun day today reading this story. Thanks for listening to Silly Auntie Sissy story time, And there's more to come. I wonder if the Robin will show her the way. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. What do you think, Dino? Oh, I love it. I love this story. I want to know about the Robin. I do too. But wait, you always have to have a little bit of patience. Patience, I know, that's the hardest thing to have in the world, but I will. Well, thanks for reading me a story, silly Auntie Sissy. You're welcome, Dino. Always a pleasure to talk to you and you guys too. Always fun to go on adventures to imaginary places Silly Auntie Sissy loves you. Silly Auntie Sissy can't wait for the next adventure. She's gonna go on with you. I wanna go on an adventure with you. Because I'm your friend. I'm your beautiful friend. I'm your Silly Auntie Sissy. And I'll be there for you. Come blue, come silly auntie sissy we got many adventures to go on so until next time have a lot of adventures that you can tell me about or tell anyone in your family or friends about thanks for listening and see you next time bye